Welcome you out today to the very last episode of 2018 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time listening to us and you're like, what is this podcast all about? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We talk to musicians, we talk to authors, we're talking to business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. I think you guys get the idea. We are chatting with anyone that might have a cool story to share. So we want to welcome you out today to episode 362. My name is Chris. And my name's Christina. And we're, of course, recording today out of our awesome podcast studio located right in the back of Empire Merchandise, right in downtown Salt Lake City. 680 South State Street. Now, not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can actually buy your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. Really easy. Pop on in 680 South State Street, pick up an I Am Salt Lake t-shirt and uh, support the podcast. Today on the podcast, we got to sit down and talk with Ethan Cisneros, one of the owners of Thirst Drinks. We found out Ethan's story as well as what motivated him to open up Thirst right here in Salt Lake City. And I actually got to try a bunch of sugary soda. It was fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get into that in the conversation. It's, yeah. It, it makes interesting audio when you're eating food on the podcast. And it makes delicious audio for me, so I'm down with it. Hey, before we get into that interview with Ethan, we want to thank our awesome sponsor for this episode, Five Wives Vodka. We're going to be telling you more about them a little bit later on in the podcast. And don't forget, you can always visit us online at our website, IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can go find any episode that you want to listen to in our back catalog. And you can even visit our events calendar to see what's going on in Salt Lake City today or next week. Or if you're out of state, you can go buy your very own I Am Salt Lake t-shirt. All right, guys, here's that conversation with Ethan Cisneros when he came and sat down with us and shared his story. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Let's get going. Cool. (laughs) This is a question we like to start every show with, Ethan. Okay. What did your childhood smell like? What did it smell like? Those childhood memories. And and don't be afraid. Get up next to that microphone. Well, you know, it's funny, like the, a lot of the cliche stuff. So, you know, Little League Baseball, Little League Football, I was that kid, but Boy, did I do a lot of business growing up too. It's funny. So lemonade stands, I made the most money to date, like in any entrepreneurial venture ever mowing lawns. Like I was definitely the kid that was like at your door till just bugging you till you let me mow your lawn. Um, and then uh, that's kind of the real, so I messed around did like lemonade stand kind of stuff when I was younger, but really mowing lawns with one of my buddies, we were 10 years old and just literally walked our mowers down to the first house, mowed it and shook hands and made a little deal out of it. That was the first like actual real business venture that I really uh, went after. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of the cliche stuff and it was a lot of fun and I had a great childhood, but yeah, boy, did we do a lot of business too. Did you grow up here in Utah or where's... So early days in Southern California, Orange County area, just last year of elementary school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I was, I was here in Utah. So holiday. Okay. Um, so, so your family moved up? Yep. Yep. Dad got a job up here and uh, away we came. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I mean, I want to kind of jump forward a little bit okay. to Thirst, yep. where you're currently, now you're just one of the owners at Thirst. Is that, did I read that or how, what's the story there with yeah. Thirst? So to- weird story how it all winds together. So actually, if I rewind it a tiny bit, Junior year of high school, I was seeing these, you guys know shaved ice shacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was literally just like in awe when I came here at how much of a thing that was in Utah. It's a huge thing. Huge thing. And so I'm in, you know, freshman, sophomore in high school and I'm just all, the thing to do was go to these shaved ice shacks and shacks and hang out at night. And so I would literally be counting people as they were walking up and I'm like, holy crap, like this is crazy. And by the way. We're talking about ice with syrup on it, right? So, you <laughs> know, this, water. they've got to be making a lot of money in there, right? So I was like, holy crap. And uh, so one thing led to another. And I was like, okay, I want to start one of these businesses. My dad's in finance. So he kind of introduced me at that time to what a spreadsheet is. And ex- basically the long explanation is that 
you know, your income's got to be greater than your expenses. And I think that's just the, you know, the very bare bone kind of, of the it. basic cash flow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you got to yeah. be making money and here's how you do it. And uh, he's like, here's what it would take. And kind of real, I got really excited about it. And so the next step is obviously you need something to sell out of. Right. And so most of them have like a little hut or like a small building or something. So by the way, I have no money. I obviously don't have any money. Well, you're still um, in high school. I'm still in high school. I'm mowing lawns. So I have like that kind of money, but like, we're not talking like investment stuff. Right, yeah. Money. Obviously right. not. Yeah. And so there I am, I'm jumping on online ksl.com classifieds looking and approaching summer was coming and I found this building and it was really nice one, really nice one it was up in Heber. And, uh, I was like, Oh dad, will you just come with me to go look at it? And so we go up there to look at it and us, uh, this really nice lady. And she just gets to explaining, Oh, I own this bakery up in Heber, um, called Dottie's Kalashis. And very uh, familiar with yep, them. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, what had happened is she had bought a piece of land or something like that, or inherited some land. And this shack, it was an old coffee shack, like drive through coffee shack was hmm. on it. And, uh, so that day went by and I was like, Oh, I really like your shack. I'm like, you know, trying to play it cool. Later that night I called her and I was like, Hey, like, look, I don't have any money, but like, uh, and I got the kind of the vibe. She was an entrepreneur. She had started this bakery. She had, you know, very entrepreneurial tendencies just by, you know, us talking. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't have any money, but I have this really cool business plan and I'd love to work with you. And she took a chance on me and that was 2014, I think. She took a chance on you how? So she, basically we made the deal of well, let's go into business together. Um, so we split the profits and I ran the business and she essentially loaned me the building. And so we took her shack from Heber, moved it down to Salt Lake, um, right above Olympus High School. I went to Olympus and uh, opened the business called Olympus Ice. And uh, it was really the first time I learned how to actually run a real business. Like I said that about the lawn mowing, but now we're talking payroll and employees and sure. like dealing with all those kind of problems and inventory and, and how, marketing. How old were you during this? Whole <laughs> so that was, I was 16. Wow. And, um, or 16 or 17 at the grand opening. And, uh, yeah, we, I put out an ad. I, on my own personal Facebook page, it's saying, Hey, I'm starting this shaved ice shack. And, uh, here's what I'm doing it. If anyone works, wants to work here, did some interviews, hired some people and, uh, yeah, Olympus Ice was born. So it was really awesome. So it was actually 2700 East and like 40th South. Is it still there? It's not there anymore. So when, when I moved on to thirst, um, uh, so that kind of ties me into, so that a couple years went by and it was really awesome. It was kind of the hangout spot of holiday. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was really cool. And it, I, it was definitely the most eye opening part was like owning a business means 24 seven. Mm -hmm. You know, which I didn't understand before as much with like, you know, the lawn mowing, lemonade stand, hanging Christmas lights, washing windows kind of deal. This is a 24-7 deal. So even if you're not working, you're still working, right? You know, right. It's you're been working that way in your sleep. Right. It's <laughs> been that way for me ever since. So, yeah. Um, but that was the biggest eye-opening thing for me. And But anyways, a couple years went by and I was graduating high school and uh, about to go to the college where I go to now, the U. And uh, Sierra... Sierra, her name was Sierra, by the way, um, my business partner, who's still my business partner now, but originally with the Shaved Ice Shack, and she owns Dottie's Kalachis. They do a, a small amount of soda mixtures up there, um, and she had just been watching. She's from St. George, where the whole soda craze uh, originated, and so she'd been watching the, this whole game kind of evolve, Yeah, and uh, she was like, hey, dude, like, basically, I've seen you work hard. I really have always wanted to open one of these soda companies. I was like, we should, she was like, we should go check it out together. We went and checked a couple of them out and I'm like, I'm in. And, uh, she had just sold a house in, uh, St. George or something. And, uh, I just came up with a new model and, uh, I was like, Hey, like if you're willing to bet on me, I'm, I'm willing to make it work. So one thing led to another, she invested that money into what is now thirst. And, uh, we, we, uh, said bye, said goodbye to Olympus ice just cause it didn't make sense to kind of run the two things at the same time. And thirst is just, you know, kind of a, a big step up from what Olympus ice was. And, uh, yeah. So that was like three years ago. Something popped in my head and I want to touch on this really quick. You've always seemed like you're driven to make some money, which is great, right? Yeah. I, I was the same way. I remember I, I was eight years old. I would go and sweep my neighbor's porches for a nickel. Right. And a lot of it, because my, my mom never bought me anything. And it wasn't because she didn't want to. She just, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. Right. And so it, it drove me to be the entrepreneur type. Right. 
was it similar to you? Like, were you not handed everything growing up? So you had to earn your own money? For sure. For sure. And when I was younger, it for sure was let's make a buck you sure. know, out of this. Like, what's the next way we can make a buck, sell this for whatever is this. And definitely it was because of that. It was because of parents, my parents giving me, you know, if I wanted something, I'd have to go buy it, you know, sure. and to, and you know, we were, I was a, grew up in a privileged family by all means, but um, that was definitely like a principle that my parents ingrained in me. And I'm super grateful for that because so what my ambition is with it now is just really I'm playing such a long game. Like the company that we're growing right now, it's such, we're playing such a long game that if you're chasing the money in it, like really just doesn't work. You right. know? It's not a get because rich quick scheme. Exactly. Like I've made any money since we opened Thirst because I'm investing it all back in the company, you know? And so it's a really, really long game. And a lot of times it doesn't even work out. So mm-hmm. if it's about the money, Something like thirst is is definitely not the way yeah. to go. Not that it's not a profitable, successful business, but uh, but uh, everything gets at least for us partners right now gets kind of invested back in the company, and uh, we're playing more of a long term game. So, do you ever like plan on franchising it or you know, expanding? I, you know, we've we opened three years ago, and the visions changed a million times. Oh, you know? I bet. Yeah. And it's funny because like it's just for me, it's a blast just learning how to build a business and grow up from nothing to something. And so wherever that ultimately takes us right now, it's, so we just opened, so we have our main location on downtown Salt Lake, kind of by the B stadium. What's it, give the address for us. Yeah, it's 1300 South and just West of State Street. So 38 East, um, kind of by the Nate Wade Subaru or the Sonics on the corner. Yeah. And then the B stadium um, is just West of it. So we have that one. We have one in the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Um, so we opened that about a year after we were, opened the first one. And then about a year later, is when we just opened the University of Utah location, so it's on campus for all the students. See, and I had no oh, wow. idea you had three locations yeah. like this. I knew about the one on 1300 right. South there. I drive right. by it all the time, right. but I didn't know about the And others. that one's really our baby. So like we do, we have a huge catering line. Um, so we do lots of weddings and corporate events and everything like that. What do you cater? So we cater drinks. So basically, <laughs> I mean, well, no, because I'm like, I'm like, do people like have you come do all the dirty sodas if for you, the wedding? If you don't drink alcohol, yeah, the yeah. thing to have at a... LDS wedding. Yeah, is yeah, that's fair. An Italian soda bar or a dirty soda bar. <laughs> we should have had that. We didn't wedding. have booze at our wedding. Right. Well, you were <laughs> not out in the open anyway. You were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And trunks of I'm car. just kidding. So the <laughs> common misconception too is that it's like only if you don't drink. Right. There's a lot of people that come to our shop that really like our drinks that don't mm-hmm. drink, and a lot of times it's perfect for corporate events when you know alcohol is not appropriate for the occasion or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so our catering line has been awesome. Uh, we're looking into a couple new things. So right now, kind of our vision is focusing on our main store, expanding our catering line, expanding the sales at our main store. We're looking at a delivery. We do Uber Eats, DoorDash, all that stuff right now. We're looking at an internal internal delivery line possibly oh, coming interesting. soon. interesting. That way you don't have to give them any of the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't, I mean, we don't have a ton of capital to work with, so we're not out there like dropping we don't have plans for five new locations right now. And right now we're just not set up to franchise and we're mm-hmm. just not too interested in it yet. Just because of the fact, like I think if you look at any good business that ultimately got franchised and became huge. And a lot of times I look at our compet my direct competitors in the soda business, like the best ones established their brand for five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then once they had everything figured out and their brand was super established and they had done all the right marketing, made all the right moves then they're at a point where, okay, I can now open that, have someone else to open this anywhere and it's just going to work. The problem is if you're a new brand and you see this all the times with like, like small franchises, at least in, in this market that we're in is, okay, like I see a lot of pe- different companies selling soda. Let me just open King Sips, you know, just like another name of the thirst swig, all the things. Yeah. And uh, I can open it anywhere and franchise a hundred locations and it's going to work. It's not the case. You know, people mm-hmm. actually are buying, people actually aren't, you know, the funniest thing about like the industry I'm in. Dirty little secret, you could go to Maverick and make the drinks that we make for a fraction of the cost. Yeah. You know, they but, have but all you're syrups. paying exactly. I mean, not at least 30% of the time you, you pay, pay right, for the right. experience. Yeah. You're paying for the experience. You're paying to go there. You're paying to take a, you know, Snapchat with your pink sugar cookie or, mm-hmm. you know, tag the brand that's really fun on Instagram, you know. Yeah. Be, or to, you know, just get kind of that experience. It's such an experience based industry and that's, we're really trying to capitalize on that. And that's what we're totally all about is not like we're not in the situation where we have a million locations or the opportunity to open a million locations, but really we're focusing and like, we realize when I you know just a short time after we opened this or even before is like people aren't 
going there's some there's some people that actually go there for their fix like they actually mm-hmm. need this soda in their day and respect for that too but i think the main reason people go is for the at least at thirst the thirst experience so. see i just want to go because saying. you have a drink called the april o'neill <laughs> right. and like let's, i hate mountain dew but i want to drink this because i love the name hang tight with those let's let's take a break here to play a message from our sponsors and then we're let's go through these drinks when we come back he brought some let's drinks with him and uh, i'm eager to hear Christina, tell us all about him. So hang oh, tight. Oh, I will give you my take. Yeah, so we'll play the message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. All right, guys, it's that time of the podcast where we take just a couple minutes of your time, tell you about our awesome sponsor. One thing, keep in mind, whenever you support one of our podcast sponsors, you are supporting this podcast. So it's a win-win. You get amazing product and you're supporting the podcast. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by the very local, the very delicious And as Christina says, the very tasty Five Wives Vodka. The next time you head on over to the state liquor store to pick some some liquor up, pick yourself up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. And always grab an extra bottle in case you need to give one to a friend. Exactly. They have three different flavors. They have the original. This is my favorite. This is the one made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit and it's gluten free. Spring is hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon. It's inaccessible by vehicle, so they're hiking this water out five gallons at a time. And Five Wives Sinful is a flavored vodka with a delicious cinnamon taste. It's unlike other cinnamon products that leave you with that cinnamon candy taste. Sinful is like a morning cinnamon roll, and it only has 76 calories per ounce. They also have the Five Wives Heavenly. This is a flavored vodka with a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor it comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, which results in more vanilla and less calories. Hey, their website, you guys, is fivewivesvodka.com. Go check it out. It's pretty cool. You can find out more information about them. Or like I say, just head on over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle, pick up a bottle for a friend because you know they could use one. And as always, many thanks to Five Wives Vodka for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So I have a question for you, Ethan. We'll get back here to recording if, if you're ready to go. Yeah. What do most people say when they find out your age? Um, do they take you seriously? Do they have a hard time with that? I mean, I think it's it's definitely a variable. It's not something I should like, ignore. Of like, I don't. I think that we're seeing things like this more and more, especially with like the internet. Yeah. Like people can make so much money with first off no college degree. You know, and second off, just being so young and just kind of hacking the internet game, which is not what I'm doing, but I think it's becoming like more and more like culturally accept acceptable, at least, you know. Like it's more prevalent for young kids to it figure really out is. how to run a business. And by the way, like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur now. Yeah. Right. So it's, that's also a it's thing. like the new famous. Yeah. So um I just didn't know like a lot of, cause I remember when I was growing up in my twenties, I struggled. I, I remember people didn't even want to promote me to management jobs. Right. And I mean, I'm 25, 27 years old and it was like, well, I don't know if you're old enough. Right. I think that's still very based on accurate. Age. Yeah. I think that's very accurate still in the corporate environment or when you're working right. for a business. I think it's less, what's the word? Like less in your face when it's your business and you're the boss. That's what I like. Know? I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about entrepreneurship. The Almost the most fun part of the entre- part of entrepreneurship is like, if you're good enough, if your product is good enough, um, if your service is good enough, people are going to buy it, you know, regardless. The market is the market, no matter what, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're going to buy what's good. Sure. And so it's just like a level playing. I think entrepreneurship is so cool because it's a level playing field. Anyone can do it, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're the best, you know, ultimately people are going to gravitate towards you. So I would hope that, you know, I've always kind of banked on, well, let's hope actions speak louder than, you know, at least, or maybe actions speak louder than age or actions yeah. speak louder than baby face looks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. And that was, that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in here. I mean, not only because, I mean, you, you're a great asset to Salt Lake City with your business, but I find, I found it so fascinating. You're 20 years old and you're a business owner and it, it looks like it's doing good. It 21. looks. I just turned twenty one. Oh, yeah. so you can have a drink. <laughs> so if you want to make a dirty, dirty <laughs> soda, oh, love no. it. We got you covered. <laughs> anyway, well, let's. See. I, I promised before we uh, took the sponsor break. Let's try them. Okay, you You're brought us out some drinks. N- you brought y- us your four most popular drinks. And unfortunately, right? I'm not doing the sugar thing, so I'm not going to be drinking any of them, but Christine is going to be telling us about them. Yes. I'm going to get a sugar high. Yeah, you're right going to get it. So, what's that first one okay. there? Okay, what do we got? Little Mama? Little Mama, yeah. Little yeah, Mama. And when you're telling... You explain a lot. Okay, I'll explain that it, microphone yeah. there. So, can... Little Mama is 
we named it the little mama because I don't know, I'd say maybe 50, 60% of our customers are mothers. You know, I, I identified that early on and we do all kinds of things to acknowledge that and market towards that. Hence the name, probably the most popular mom drink is just a classic diet Coke, fresh lime with coconut. That's a um, mom drink. Man. Yeah, it's a little mama. So that's yeah. a hot mom drink. <laughs> it's a good drink. Is it good? Oh what yeah. I love it. It's very refreshing. Okay, what do we got next? Okay, this is the April O'Neil, April right? O'Neil. If you don't like cream, this for sure is our most popular Mountain Dew mixer. So Mountain Dew, pomegranate, and fresh lime. Another just kind of classic, refreshing one. Fun summer drink. It's really See, good. and I really actually love this, and I don't like Mountain Dew. Oh, see, and I, I used to be a big Mountain big Dew, Dew drinker. Guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, Ma- see, Mountain Dew tastes like snow cone syrup to me. And I grew up working in a snow cone, like with snow cones a lot. There you and go. And so I just like hate snow cone syrup. Good lady. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm making noises. You want to check? You wanna I was going to say there's two, two more straws here. Okay. I'm going to make a little bit of straw noise. No, that's all right. It's good, it's good audio. It's good audio. You want to nice. hear rappers? Okay. We got the okay. Dr. McCreamy, most popular of all the drinks. Dr. Pepper base, raspberry fruit puree topped with a coconut creamer, super thick drink, literally a dessert in a cup. Um, wow. This would be amazing with vanilla ice cream in it. It would be good, right? Yeah. Thicken it up even a little more. Do oh, you guys man. have ice cream in do. there at all? We do. We just do classic vanilla. So we do. And you can mix it in with the yeah, drinks and everything. I tell you, you can do that. Wow. Um, then the last one, you said that you like Diet Coke. So I went with the Diet Coke base. Another really popular Diet Coke one. We call this one the Hissy Fit. It's the pineapple, coconut, and coconut cream uh, Diet Coke base. What do you think? It's really good. Yeah. I, I, ooh, man. Well, if you were, okay, Christina, I don't know which one I like if best. you were to go there and reorder one of these out of these four, which one would you go back and reorder? I'm sipping a lot right now of all the different yeah. ones. Like, or we can ask which one You know what? If you want to go back in five minutes. Yeah. You need five. <laughs> no, no. I think I'm good. I would actually go for the April O'Neil. Really? really? I would. What, remind the me what that one was, Ethan. So that's a pomegranate, fresh lime, Mountain Dew. Wow. That sounds like so good. Really good. <laughs> and yeah. these aren't, they're not, okay. Maybe the rich one is very rich, you know, right. the Dr. Hissy Fit. Right. That was, but the other ones are more refreshing. They're not as heavy on the sugar as like some of the other soda companies that I've tried. Man, I love, you know, I love doing this podcast. I know this is like a complete change of subject. But it was not a change of subject. I love doing this because I get to do cool things like this, yeah. right? <laughs> Watch soda tasting, me a cool guy like you. <laughs> what about these sugar cookies? Classic sugar cookie. So, do you make these there? We don't make these here. So we uh we have a we actually so I partner with Dottie's Kalashis, who is actually one of our owners. Yeah. Um, and they make a lot of our treats. However, this one comes from Cravings in St. George. This is kind of the original pink sugar cookie that made all the soda shops big. Actually, so the original you know, soda shop was using this bakery until they kind of branched off and did their own thing. But it's hard to beat it, and we didn't want to try. So, do and we don't to, have the resources to try right now. So, do you want to try one of they these? They do our, Here, our do, sugar oh, cookie I baking. I guess I'll You're just like, have fine. to try one and let you know. They're amazing. Um, they look really people, good. People love these things. They're our best-selling treat for sure. It's just a classic, really thick, thick sugar cookie with pink frosting. Pink frosting. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's a thing I want to ask you on this yeah. on this podcast recording, and and hopefully this can come out how how I'm thinking to ask it in my head. But what is the fascination? I know we kind of lightly talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but these, I mean, you see these dirty soda things, yep. quite, quite a bit of them here in Utah. Is this just a Utah thing? Do you see them out of state? I don't know, man. I I think so. I mean, I think it'll work everywhere. Um, if I think it'll work everywhere. I think it would take time. You know, it's a lot, it's something that Utah people now, now it would have been harder for Thirst to open and become the company that it is, obviously, in some other state that w- wasn't Utah. But the reason is because people know what dirty soda is. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a common, it should be a dictionary term in Utah now. It's because um, we're not as big a booze drinker as they say, Maybe, right? maybe, or, or we maybe We do drink not. booze here, though. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we, I mean, Utahns love their sugar. Yeah. For and sure. It, it, it's really what it is, is it's, it's an experienced place where you go to get some treats, you know, and I think that's a very transferable model everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if and one approach we've taken with thirst that, you know, we kind of are trying to set ourselves apart with is or thirst, happy drinks and treats. Sure. Happy drinks can mean anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If, by the way, if people stop drinking soda and all the crazes around liquor, then happy drinks could be a nice little bar. You yeah. know, I mean, not that, you know, there's any foreseeable plan to do that, but 
That really, would actually be a great name for a bar too, though. <laughs> Happy drinks and treats could be any treat and any drink. And if, if people are into juice in 10 years, then uh, we'll give them what they want. And But we'll always just be providing the thirst experience. So sure. we're in a position, I think, at least our company in the market with you know this soda thing is, is in a position to pivot in any way we really need to, you know? We, uh, I think drinks and treats is kind of a universal thing that'll be around forever and for sure will be around forever is like the experience of going to a place, you know, mm-hmm. like that place, you know, uh, a break from your day or just like a fun little date night thing. So, and like, we've all had that. I mean, back in the old days, it was like the, the soda bar, soda yeah, shop, soda, bar, right? <laughs> soda shop now, just different kind or right. like the, you know, the penny candy store, it, but it is, it's like a, the treat experience that you yep. speak of is. I think it's, it will always, always be a thing. Yep. For sure. I was actually going to ask you about energy drinks and it looks like you do offer do. energy drinks. So then you mix in more stuff with the, with the energy drinks. Yep. Fascinating. Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, let's what, so you have drinks there, you have the sugar cookies. What other, do you have other food items? Yep. There? So we just... do, we do a bunch of stuff to kind of keep things exciting with our treats. There's another way we, a lot of people say like, well, what makes yours different? I think the number one thing is the experience. Like there's, there's another place that focuses on the experience like we do. Another thing is, though, we like to keep things exciting. First off, we do a weekend features are one of our biggest uh, selling points. So every single weekend, we'll bring a different local, usually Salt Lake City, sometimes just somewhere in Utah, product onto our menu. So every single weekend, this last weekend, we featured a local bakery called Strusel SLC the weekend before that. I can't remember, but we do all kinds of stuff. I know you guys have had San Diablo Churros on. Yeah. We feature their churros in our kitchen. Literally every single weekend's a different lineup. So through wow. this Christmas, we're doing lots of, you know, local Christmas companies, little treats. Uh, but it's fun because it keeps things exciting for, uh, it, it keeps things exciting for our customers. It brings in new customers for us because, you know, people who really like those churros and, you know, wouldn't have otherwise come to Thirst, now came to Thirst, realized that they love the April O'Neil just like you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, now come back the second time and then, you know, at the beginning of the week next week for an April O'Neil. So we do these on Fridays and Saturdays. Every single Friday and Saturday, we have a different local feature in. Um, so that's kind of fun on our menu. But we also have treats, just like stationary treats on our menu too. So we have peanut butter bars, chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter cookies. Right now we're doing, for the month of November, we're doing hand pies. So caramel apple hand pies. Um, we're doing a bunch of really fun stuff uh, in December. And uh, yeah, we switch up a, a treat of the month every month. We have our base normal cookies. And then we do weekend features every single weekend we change. So very cool. Wow. Now, are you open seven days a week there? Nope. Close on Sundays for right now. Um, are University of Utah locations open on Sundays? Um, everywhere else, though. Remind me, or you haven't said what you're studying at the U, right? You're going to school at the University of right. Utah, right? Yeah. What, what are you studying? Up so there? I'm in the business school right now. Trying to figure out what I'm going to finish up in. It's been tough. Not to, well, it's like to you're be completely doing business, transparent. It's so. been tough. And I mean, my honest feelings are a lot of it's really outdated and uh, not as applicable as they'd want it to be or as, you know, we'd want it to be. Um, so it's frustrating, you know, when you work so much, hundreds of hours a week at your at your startup and then having to come to school and like just laugh at the things that they're, yeah. sometimes they're saying. But I mean, I, I'm going because I'm fortunate enough to be not collecting debt. I mean, my, my parents are sending me to school, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And it's almost, to me, it's like the last, you know, kind of time I'll be, I'm going to be doing the same exact thing I'm doing, which is working 24 seven the rest of my life. At least I can be a little bit of a college sure. kid right now too. So go, go and absorb it. I'm sure you're learning stuff right. that you could put into your daily business at thirst. I mean, I'm sure, I know you mentioned uh, it being outdated, but I'm sure there's, there's current stuff that you are learning. As far as like people skills and networking, for sure. You know, it's yeah. an awesome place. I just think like a ton of people say that, like, especially with entrepreneurship, it's like the big debate is, do you go to school or not? You know, is mm-hmm. school worth the big debate the right now in general, yeah. just because there's so much like entrepreneurship going on is, do you go to school or not? Is it worth the money? And like you said, things are changing so rapidly. Sometimes colleges can't keep up. Right. And I, so. I literally don't blame them. I market differently now than I did six months ago. Right. Exactly. You know, right now, the huge players, Instagram. It was Snapchat a lot more than it is now, 10 months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and constantly changing. It's, it's constantly changing. And it's just like with how fast it's changing, like, do we really expect, you know, people teaching, you know, that kind of thing to keep up? We, it's just unrealistic. You know, do you put a lot of hours in at thirst? Do you work a lot yourself? I do. On top I of do. School? So um, about a year, a little over a year in um, when we had, were expanding, we opened, we're opening the, our location inside the jazz arena. 
we brought on an op- another partner. Uh, so a recent, I'm one of my buddies from up at the U just graduated, didn't have anything necessarily specifically lined up. Um, and he had a degree in operations management and I was like, I am just strapped here. And, uh, it was really, we wanted to set ourselves apart by the marketing that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, it was an opera and I've always just really clinged to marketing and it's just been a knack of mine. So I was like, if I can get off the floor a little bit and do less of the, you know, manager day-to-day operational efficiency improvement type stuff. And I get off the floor and really focus on creating media for the company. Um, just kind of outreach, new innovations, things like that. I think we really excel as a company. So we brought in this kid and he's now one of the owners at Thirst. And uh, his name is Connor and he's our director of operations and our kind of COO per se. So he handles all the day-to-day stuff. I still work. I, I mean, right now during the winter, Things slow down a little bit, so I work usually a shift a day, though. I usually open. Um, at least the past couple of weeks have been. A lot, usually in the summer, I get so busy working on other stuff. We've got a catering line to tend to, which I do, which is still kind of a baby, so I got a lot, almost most of those. Um, so I do a lot of floor hours, but I would say the majority of my time, we take Instagram and you know Facebook and all, all of kind of the social player. That's been our big thing. It's been really been our big thing. I don't know if you guys follow us on social, but our really our big thing is we've grown our business. We kind of caught the land grab of Instagram, to be honest. Why why do you feel that social media is helping your business? It's funny because like I think it's funny that people it's such a ROI positive thing to do. It's funny that people are complaining right now, like mm-hmm. no one sees my posts anymore on Instagram. Like Instagram's Instagram's screwing us over. Like we're screwed. We can't what do we how are we supposed to market our pro- products now? Well, what about before Instagram? What did they do? Like, mm-hmm. It's like we have this free outlet to talk to all of our customers. On. And like my opinion is that people don't take it seriously enough. It's like mm-hmm. this thing is free. You know that, right? Like you can po- you can advertise 6,000 times a day if you want to for free, by the way. Yeah. You know? And people are already there. It's not like you're trying to get people there to see right. stuff. And uh, it's just we were figuring out at a faster pace than other people how to communicate in the media world. And uh, it's really played to our advantage. We collect data on where our new customers come from. I mean, if it isn't word of mouth, it's 99% of the time Instagram. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So so that's kind of where you're... Now, what... I mean, do you have like a least favorite social media? I don't. I use them all. Um, but you can't ignore the fact that Instagram is such a player right now. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, is it because... Do you think pictures, people want that visual experience? I think maybe? so. Yeah. I think so. And I... Uh, yeah, I think it's just got the perfect combination of what's right right now. I don't, and know. there's not all the noise um, on Instagram of like people don't get into heavy debates like Facebook or Twitter right. can get kind of kind of intense. Right? right. Instagram is just pleasant. <laughs> I think Instagram too is just like people can almost like hide behind it. You know, like mm-hmm. you can be you can make your life look so perfect on Instagram, like yeah, with a fil- like a picture with a filter looks a lot different than the the original picture. You know, oh, yeah, and, and people can put up such a front on Instagram. That I think people feel safe behind it. And it's just, I don't know, for one reason or another, been become such a player. So I respect all the platforms. And I also don't, you know, we're building a huge email list. And we this last month, we built a huge, you know, almost thousand person text list. Like, I don't ever want to be vulnerable to Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, because if it does go away tomorrow or the organic reach for any business page is now zero, you have to pay for every post that you do, which probably will happen by the way. Yeah. You know, which isn't bad either. Cause they're bad. letting like, people use yeah. it, you know? And it's like, but yet we complain about it. Oh right. gosh, Facebook is charging. Me. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, my, at least my strategy is gonna be like, okay, what's the next f- free thing or very underpriced thing that can give me the highest ROI? Because right now, in my opinion, that's Instagram. But yeah, like I said, that will probably change. And we really double down on moms. <laughs> like if you, you think I was joking, I have a, I have a video series 49 week, weeks in, of Thirsty Mom TV. Hey, so wow. so you're, 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 it's like a video podcast you do then. So Thirsty Mom TV is an Instagram uh, airing little web show. And it orig- it started out as an actual, pl- I thought in my mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to create this actual platform that actually moms can connect on. It'll really bring value to them. And therefore, like my brand will be associated with it. And <laughs> it's transformed into humor. Like the value from it is humor. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a funny platform that, this 21 year old kid is like running around talking to the thirsty moms and like to the point where like we're talking about t-shirts that say I'm a thirsty mom and like our com I live in our comments where basically the episode is here's a topic. Let me do a funny thing, either trying it or reviewing it or doing something like that. 
and uh, leave your comments below on what you think. And it becomes a comment board yeah. of actually, you know, because really, really, really people that come through our drive through our moms. So mm-hmm. we're trying to find different outlets to talk to them. So Thirsty Mom TV is one of them. Salt Lake, I run a podcast called Salt Lake Moms where I literally just bring in moms, talk nothing about thirst and uh-huh. ask them about their lives. So wait, is it, but this is your thirst podcast. You, you get do thirst. Yeah. But are you just talking to moms? Just talking to moms. Man, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking to moms, you know? Uh, well, I'm I, just about mom stuff. I got to tell or? you though, and I know I keep veering back to this, but if you made a thirsty mom wine, <laughs> do you know how like that would explode? Right. Thirsty mom t-shirts with a wine glass on the back. Mm. <laughs> I think they're going for the non-alcoholic right, thing. Right, but here, then also you can, you know, you can cor- incorporate everyone. That sounds appealing to me, though. I want to make that now. So, so, so with this pod, back to the podcast, though. Right. Well, so the name of, can people find it in iTunes? They can find iTunes? it. It's, it's called Salt Lake Moms. Is it in yeah, iTunes? It's on iTunes. And, and, yeah. and wherever you can listen to podcasts? Yeah. Like so all, what, what, do you, all what do you really talk about? Literally, I'll, I'll bring them in. I'll, I use, it's short, 10, 15 minutes. I'll bring them into my little makeshift studio that I make at, that I have at, Thirst? at, at my office at Thirst. And we just chat, like, oh, like, tell me about your kid, like, one of the, our most fire podcast has gotten most traction. The topic was how to raise money for the PTA. I love it though. You know, <laughs> you, oh, that sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am so glad that you guys are cool talking about that stuff. Cause <laughs> like, I just can't, I can't, but so, people dig into it and uh, yeah. it's been, I never thought we'd ever have a customer like, Oh, like heard about you guys through the podcast. And I'm not here and say a large majority of our business comes from the podcast, but, but if you do, yeah, if you do. And like, for me, it's like, I don't want to ever create like, oh, like a friction for the audience. Right. You know, if they want to find out about thirst on the podcast, that's awesome. If they're Facebook people, let's do that. If you're on Twitter, let's tweet at each other. Um, if you're on Instagram, like the majority of people were for sure there um, or YouTube or, or Snapchat or whatever, you know, we're there. Um, so I don't ever want to like not let you get to thirst if you want to get to thirst. So I think that's the biggest thing is. Oh, we're all yeah. thirsty, man. Right. Yeah. We're all thirsty. <laughs> so we call it. We call our our people the thirsty nation. So we speak to everyone as the thirsty nation because everyone I everyone's kind of thirsty. <laughs> we we get a lot of listeners that are uh, business owners, small right. business owners, or maybe they're looking to launch a business. Do you have one or two pieces of business advice that you would give somebody maybe that wanted to open a business? It, obviously, not competition. I mean, I'm right. not asking you to give right, away right, secrets, yeah. but maybe there's some business advice. I have a personal, I, I vlog mm-hmm. and I call it learning by doing because I do like a little blog and a, and a vlog and I, I call it learning by doing because I literally learn everything I do as I'm doing it. And I haven't done that much yet. <laughs> like as we were talking about, I'm pretty young. I don't know if I'm in the best position to give anyone advice. So I'll just throw that you're out there before perfect, I give it. But. You're in a perfect position, man. <laughs> Well, you're actually out there doing things. I mean, yeah. that that alone it, it puts you right. so far ahead of most people. I'm super comfortable talking about like, probably hear me, I'm super comfortable talking about Instagram or like marketing a very small business, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm good at that. Like, that's what I'm doing right now. And it's, it's, I work really, really hard at it. But, but I mean, I guess if I, I think the biggest thing that comes out when I think like advice is like, so I, I go to school with the U, there's a entrepreneurship program up there called the Lassonde Institute. And, uh, one time I, they were launching a big new thing there and I was launching my campus location and, uh, they just invited me up there to talk about thirst and went up there and someone asked the exact same question. And before the, I had gone up there to speak, there was, it was like a pitch round. They give out tons of money up there. You have tons of money to the students. Like they can come up with this business. And let me tell you 90% of the time it's the new Snapchat or the new Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they're trying to raise all kinds of funding from Zion's bank, which backs the thing. And it's amazing. It's amazing how much money they're giving out there. The problem is I think, and I think this kind of stems in my piece of advice. Like if you're running a business, a lot of people forget about this. Like if you're running a business, it's exactly what we're talking about. Like with what my dad showed me that day one on that spreadsheet is like your income needs to be greater than your expenses. And a lot of the times, like we're looking at like businesses because everyone wants to be, myself included, I would love to be the Mark Zuckerberg or like, or the Gary V or the, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, and I love those guys. I love listening to what they have to say, but it's like, there's six, five, four mm-hmm. five, six really big apps, you know, and small businesses where you actually have to grow something from the ground up is getting overlooked as the best way to go in. Love it. The best, the best apps with the exception of like the Mark Zuckerberg story, like look at like Uber is like, a very successful businessman prior to starting Uber. 
because he learned the foundation. He knew how to run a business. He knew how to market in the current age. He knew how to grow something from the ground up. So I think like being realistic of, of, you know, is your business actually modeled to make money or are you trying to make, you know, are you trying to, it's very unlikely that you'll build the next Instagram, you know, especially with, if you've never done anything before, you know, so I think it's really important to first maybe look at like a small business, like sell something first, sell something, fail a few times, literally sell anything mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Like that's the biggest, everyone wants to be entrepreneurs, but they've never sold anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and like, it's like, how do you think you're going to make money? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the whole point of business, right? <laughs> to make money. Sierra's, Sierra's husband, my business partner's husband once said something that made very much sense to me. He's like, at the end of the day, isn't the whole point of this thing to make money? Like, yeah. you know, like if you're, he, like some people don't have the same mindset of like, we're always like, oh yeah, let's invest this money back in and then do this. And he's like, well, crap. Like at some point we should be making you money for yourself right? at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's good to invest back in. But I think it's uh if I was going to give a piece of advice, like at the end of the day, you you should, your business should be modeled around making money, you know, and that's geared towards more like a lot of these, the startup culture that's all over Utah, especially yeah. right now, is like we want to be these huge entrepreneurs and raise them. It's pretty it's easy. Backed. It's, it's pretty easy philosophy. to raise a lot of money. Oh yeah, right yeah, it is. You know, it's really, really easy. I think. I think getting some sales on your resume before you jump in deep is smart. What did you What did you sell? Lemonade, lawn there mowing, my services. Lawn but you'd be surprised how <laughs> but, many people have never even done that. Well, no, that's true. You know what I think is so funny is that I think all of us have had little entrepreneurial things. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to go door to door, like have people hire me, yep. tell them to hire me to make them birthday cards or banners yeah. or whatever. And then I would go home and like tinker away on my computer, print them out and then deliver them for 25 cents. Why, why do you great. think kids nowadays aren't as, well, I guess they are. I mean, you're, you're, you're I apologize for calling no, you a no, kid, no. but you're younger than <laughs> I am, right? But I see a lot of yeah. kids younger kids that aren't getting jobs as early. Everyone's, mm-hmm. Oh, just get through school or I, mean, I don't yeah, know. It, what it are seems your like it's less, that, um, I don't know. There's less of it though. I think in less of entrepreneurship, less of entrepreneurialism in, well, you know what? Maybe there's not, maybe it's just changed. See, maybe I, the I, see I'd argue it's backwards. Um, because I, I'd argue it's the reverse that like, they just have a, a different outlet now. Like we had to use, we had to go out in like two neighbors and yeah, right. and interact with people. And now it's more Instagram based. All right. Well, you, know? you, there's so many businesses that have built been like, I don't know your t-shirt business. Yeah. You could sell so many t-shirts right now by buying bulk in China, having one popular person on Instagram post about it and then yeah. having a link to Amazon, you'd sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of t-shirts, you yeah. know, like it's crazy, you know? And like, uh, so maybe that's one of the reasons, but which I don't necessarily think is the worst thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, like kids, like being, I don't know if you're referring to like them being on the internet a ton instead of actually going out and having jobs. Well, let's be honest, like going forward, a lot of it's going to be on the internet. Yeah, so that might be, future. be the worst thing for them to get a head start. Yeah. Well, so, like my daughter made slime for yeah, a couple of years and actually had on got a really yeah. big Instagram following. We so built I, her a website. I've heard that so many times. She's like, made a lot of money. Slime. Yeah. On the, I know. People, isn't that crazy? Like, I, like who, who would think slime? But like, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking more like lemonade stands. And yeah. Yeah. Even newspaper like, routes. I don't know. I remember being, a, being a teenager and having a newspaper route and Stuff probably like because there's faster ways yeah, to do it faster yeah. deli- you know? delivery and, information and quite honestly probably more practical realistic ways sure. these days maybe yeah sure you know like, so fascinating yeah i never i actually never really thought about it from this angle this is interesting <laughs> yeah let's uh let's switch gears to salt lake city there's a couple so, of salt lake city related questions i ask on the podcast here ethan they're such fun and fascinating different answers from people. But I, I like to know, like we all have friends or family that visit Salt Lake from time to time. Maybe they've never been here before. Is there something you would tell them? You got to go do this. You got to go check this area of town out, this building, whatever experience. What would Ethan tell people to do? I love Salt Lake from a number of reasons. It, staying on the topic of, of business and entrepreneurship for one second, it's a very business-like sure. oriented it is. city. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, and entrepreneurs support each other like no other. Like, I've never been an entrepreneur, you know, in a real way outside of Salt Lake City. So I hope, you know, I'm kind of scared to go outside because I just hear this is such a supportive place and I feel it. So it's an awesome place to do anything like that. And local business in Salt Lake is awesome too. And I think yeah. people love to support it which is pretty cool. Um, I just love Utah. I'm, I'll probably be 
I'll probably uh, settle down in Utah just because, I mean, it's so just diverse in everything you can do. Uh, right now, all I do, the last three years, all I've done 24-7 is work. But before that, I was the kid who was running dirt bikes in the summer and snowboarding in the winter and just going. There's just so many things to see here. And uh, so, yeah, I, in fact, our we, we try to be we love Salt Lake so much. Like our, our kind of tagline or hashtag is we are Salt Lake City for thirst. And we're really trying to establish ourselves right now as like the community destination spot for Utah. So we love all the local businesses here. That's why we bring them onto our menu literally every weekend. And it's just amazing meeting like all these. That's how I met Scott Porter. Like, I think you've had Crystal Greer on. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I've met her through doing that, that kind of stuff. And just like the network here is amazing. And, uh, and local business here is amazing. And that's my favorite part about it for sure. Very cool. Very cool. What about favorite besides thirst? Yep. Do you have any other favorite local eating spots, places that you like to eat at or drink at? Okay, go to spots around Thirst because this is where this, <laughs> this, this is, is where you, this is where you eat. I'm there 24 yeah, seven, so this yeah, is where I eat. All you're uh-huh. Caputo's, I love. Oh yeah, you know, right by Liberty Park, I think. Yeah, is, right. I love. What's the place where you get a slice of pizza at a time? Oh oh uh, gosh, it's right, it on, right on literally State right Street. next to us. No, oh, like yeah. maybe two blocks down. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know exactly. The pie, hole. No. the pie hole. The pie hole. Oh. Yeah. It's the pie hole. Um, I go to the U and I live right below campus. So me and my buddies are always up at the pie, at the pie, like the underground pie. Do you get to, do you get over to Lucky 13 at all? Have you eaten there? I've eaten there once. Um, yeah. but actually, so I just turned 21. So yeah, you're going to have to get <laughs> yeah. over there. You can more. finally so go I've in. So I've just been able to go down there. Um, but I like the, I think the bar scene in Salt Lake City is fun yeah. too. Um, oh, I just didn't know the burgers there are so well, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, proper like burger is underrated too. Have you guys ever been there? Yeah, a couple of times. Um, we proper burger I like. We were there when I was pregnant, so I didn't get a really, we need to go again now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I like that place. Maxwell's always like, sure. that place is always fun. So. Very cool. What would you change about Salt Lake City? If, uh, if I had to change anything about Salt Lake City, maybe just um, sometimes, and I think it's less in Salt Lake City than other cities, but I think there is like kind of a cliche, almost like a judgment around, there's a lot of LDS people here, sure. you know, and I grew up LDS and I have a ton of respect for it. I think there's, there's a lot of LDS people and sometimes it like, it rubs other people the wrong way. And I love the LDS church, but it's like, it sometimes rubs people the wrong way, I think. And uh, it creates very like, it's almost gets like clicky. Friction. I don't like it when it's clicky, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. when someone doesn't feel welcome because they don't feel like part of what the city is. And Salt Lake City is known for being super LDS. So, I mean, I, I love that it is and I'm, I'm playing to it, but I think sometimes if it, uh, if it gets like clicky and, you know, we're part of this and you know, the rest of people aren't, yeah. uh, I think that's kind of the divide in Utah in general is, yeah these religious group and here's the rest of the people, you know, Yeah. which I know the LDS church doesn't want, but sometimes it just kind of naturally forms into that way. So if I had to change one thing about it, it might be that. Yeah, I dig <laughs> but it. I'm not too upset with it. I, so. Very cool. No, they're just standard questions I'll ask people through here and, and everybody has such different responses. There's no right or wrong. I've had a great time sitting here chatting with you, so finding out about thirst, finding out about you, Ethan. Was there anything that we that you were hoping that we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about, or something that you wanted to mention or promote or anything besides going and getting some sodas? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come come check it out. We uh, it's more it's about more than soda. Like we were talking just before, like oh, I don't drink su- I don't eat sugar or I don't drink sugar. Like I, you know, I'm gonna write you off right off the bat. Don't because what we're selling really isn't drinks and treats are a commodity. This is like the most commonly known phrase among thirst is drinks and treats are a commodity, but what we're selling is an experience and it's really worth the experience. And by the way, there are products that don't have sugar in them that we have too. Uh, I think we can make you happy. I think you have a really fun time no matter uh, what you're doing and, and who you're with. So I think it'd be good. And before right Christina asks her final question, let's give the address again, yep. uh, the, the, how people can come if they want to yep. find out us about us most um, and fastest on Instagram um, at thirst drinks. So pretty easy. And then 38 East, 1300 South is our main store just west of State Street on 1300 South. So, so like yeah. if they go right for on. a baseball game or something like that, grab some drinks. Perfect. Getting off the 515. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're right there. Can you give us a piece of life advice that you'd want to leave with everyone? A piece of life advice? <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like I should be asking you for That's a, a lot of stress. Advice. Just uh, no uh, pressure. Okay. A piece of life advice. Um 
It doesn't have to be anything profound. Right. It can just be okay, like so, eat pizza on Fridays. Okay, so I'm going to give a know. shout out. I I love uh, Gary V's podcast. Do you guys listen to Gary V? Uh, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So I've been way into it the last at least like year. So, and I'm going to steal this from him because I feel like I have an excuse since I'm so young. Can I have an At least you're acknowledging that it's him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is at least what I live by. Is like, he always says, and he's like, um, your actions need to match up to your big mouth. And I, in one way or another, he says, that's how way I interpret it is like, and it's, the, it's for sure true in entrepreneurship. And especially this craze of new entrepreneurship is like, you're going to talk about doing this stuff. Like your actions better back it up. Especially like Instagram, like we were talking about earlier, like there are my personal buddies like that go to my school, like in my peers, friend group are 21 years old life coaches on Instagram. It's like, you're not a life coach. You have, you bought your Instagram followers and we can tell because you have 5 million followers and two likes on your photos mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to put up a front and get people to pay you a lot of money to scam them. And it's just like, you know, you got to back up what you're talking about. Like, you know, I don't want to sit here and give live advice because I don't necessarily think that I'm ready to back it up yet. So, no, I, you know, I, I, I like it. I actually so I, really like how uh, self-aware and it, like that you're acknowledging that you still have so much life to live, which we're all <laughs> jealous so. excited by to the live way. this. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'd say. Very cool. Right on. Well, I've had a heck of a conversation yeah, with so you, Ethan. Thank you so <laughs> much. Fun. Thank you for the drinks and the yes, sugar cookies. Absolutely. Go check out Thirst. Again, uh, I'm going to just read this address off this card. 3080 1300 South. Yep. We'll put all that at IamSaltLake.com, though, Love as it. well. So if you're driving right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot that address. And then ThirstDrinks.com. Many thanks again to Ethan Cisneros for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can head on over to our website, IamSaltLake.com slash 362 for all the links mentioned in this episode and to get in touch with him. All right. It's that time of the podcast. One of my favorite times where Christina and I, we get to share some personal recommendations, things that we enjoy, things that we we like. I don't know. This could be really anything. These, are, these aren't sponsors. These aren't anything. These are just our personal recommendations. My recommendation this week is Sprouts. I know this sounds crazy, you guys, and you're like, Sprouts, I know all about Sprouts. Sprouts is awesome because they are just a couple of blocks away from where we live, and I love it because I can get in and out there, mm-hmm. They and they have really everything I need. They got the milk and the eggs and all the meats and everything, great customer service, great atmosphere. If you just moved to Salt Lake City and you are looking for an awesome grocery store, check out Sprouts. They're yeah. right on the corner there of 700 East and 200 South. I got to admit, you've gotten me addicted to sprouts, which (laughs) I'm not complaining about. What's your recommendation here this week? My recommendation is tiny hats for cats because they're so cute. (laughs) Are you going to put a hat on Charles? Is that kind of I think I might. (laughs) I'm just kind of working you into it, making sure that you know that I'm I'm really getting into hats for cats. So there's a website, thisiswhyimbroke.com, and they have a section that's hats for cats, and they even have like bonnets for cats and like everything. They sell them right there? They sell them. It's amazing. And that's why I'm going to be broke. And that's my recommendation for this week. And I'll put that link at IamSaltLake.com with this episode too, so you can go check it out. I got to check it out. I haven't even checked it out. Oh, they're so cute. (laughs) And that's going to do it for this episode. Many thanks to our sponsor, Five Wives Vodka. Remember to ask for Five Wives by name at your local bar. Also, many thanks to our awesome Patreon supporters. We'd love it if you would become a Patreon supporter. One of the things we're looking to do here in 2019 is, is put some video, do some live streaming, and we're gonna, that's gonna be possible because of our Patreon supporters as well as our awesome sponsors. Check it out, patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. This is where you can become a supporter for as little as a dollar. Check it out. I guarantee you're gonna like it. And as always, you can email us at hello at I am Salt Lake.com. Or if you want to send us something, you can send letters, packages, and homemade treats to P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. Hey, you guys have a great week. If you're listening to this episode before New Year's, have a happy New Year's, you guys. 2019 is going to be awesome for this podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to support local when possible, and we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.